Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. Thanks so much. Welcome, one and all, in here, out there, all around the world, to The Late Show. I am your host, Stephen Colbert. Now, as always, ladies and gentlemen... As always, let's start with the big news from Iceland. After weeks of rumbling, yesterday, a massive volcano erupted southwest of Reykjavik. Holy Mount Doom, Frodo! (laughs) Now, keep in mind, no one has been hurt, but this is serious. The eruption appears big, and only about two kilometers from major infrastructure. This according to volcanologist and man with the most Icelandic name ever, Thorvaldur Thordarsson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A man so nice they thored him twice. <laughs> again, so far, everyone's safe, and Icelandic law enforcement has once again turned their attention to solving the nation's greatest mystery, how the ponies get so cute. <laughs> See, speaking of orange glowing disasters, Donald Trump, he... (laughs) He has been using, out on the campaign trail, he's been out there on the campaign trail recently, he's been using some of Hitler's favorite phrases in the various speeches he's been giving. He's called his opponents, uh... He's called them vermin. He said immigrants are poisoning the blood of the country and, of course, used Hitler's most popular catchphrase, what you talking about, Goebbels? Biden campaign has noticed Trump's fascist speeches, and they've continually linked Trump to Hitler. Now, that comparison is admittedly extreme. You see, there's something called Godwin's Law, which states that anytime people start fighting on the Internet, someone will inevitably reach for the Hitler comparison. (laughs) I see it all the time in my Facebook smoothie group. (laughs) You put chia seeds in with pineapple? Why don't you annex Jamba Juice, you Vitamix Fuhrer? So, some, because of this, some say comparing Trump to Hitler is just more internet hyperbole. You know who doesn't say that? The creator of Godwin's Law, Mike Godwin, who says the Hitler comparison is apt. (laughs) Okay, that's scary. (laughs) That's like the guy who invented the five-second rule saying, do not eat that Cheeto off the floor. (laughs) That's what Hitler would do. (laughs) Of course, uh, Joe Biden's got troubles of his own. According to a new report... President Biden's reluctance to acknowledge his physical limitations at age 81 is causing some tension on his team. Yes, his campaign staff is worried when he overextends himself by working long hours or riding a bike or nodding too hard. (laughs) Excessive blinking. (laughs) But Biden doesn't see that way. According to AIDS, the president frequently says, I feel so much younger than my age. Well, good for you, sir. You don't look one day over. Let's change the subject. 
What were we talking about? I don't remember. I don't remember at all. Yesterday, uh, we talked about how Rudy Giuliani lost a defamation lawsuit from two former Georgia election workers. And, yeah. And now owes them $148 million. That's a lot. That's obviously he needs money fast. I recommend he drill for oil in his skull. Mm -hmm. Go! After this enormous punishment for the damage he caused by lying continually about these two innocent women, I'm sure he's learned his lesson and he continues to repeat his false allegations the poll watchers interfered in the 2020 election. He's done it outside the courthouse, on Newsmax, and on Steve Bannon's podcast. He says it everywhere he goes. He even said it to his current roommates, two seagulls on South Street Seaport. (laughs) You guys are my best friends. Unless there's a loose French fry, then I'll fight you to the death. Well, uh, yesterday, this was just yesterday, yesterday, the same Georgia election worker sued Rudy again to permanently stop him from lying about them. Wow. Now, normally I would say don't kick a man when he's down, but in Rudy's case, go for it. (laughs) It's much easier when he's down there. He's closer to your feet. It's much time saver. It's not just former New York mayors who have lost their minds. There's also current New York mayor Eric Adams, seen here looking at his poll numbers. <laughs> See, Adams, Adams has a big problem in the Big Apple. Earlier this month, his approval rating fell to an all-time low of 28%, which means he's currently just below guy on the Q train watching porn without headphones. <laughs> now, over the last year, New Yorkers have grown increasingly frustrated with the mayor because, among other things, his campaign is currently the subject of a federal corruption investigation, and he's slashed budgets for police, schools, and libraries, forcing public libraries to close on Sundays. So, if you want to go to the library on Sunday, nerd! (laughs) This weekend... This weekend, Adams was given a chance to reflect on his disastrous 2023 by a local news station, and and here's what the mayor said. When you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be, and tell me why? Uh, New York. Uh, This is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, This is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. Allow me to describe that answer in one word. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Let me, let me, let me, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. New York is the greatest city on the globe because sometimes stores open, but also you never know when there might be a terrorist attack. (laughs) Reminds me of that Alicia Keys song. In New York, sometimes there's a brand new Panera, sometimes 9-11. Somehow, she's got it. She's got the pipes. She's undeniable. It's undeniable. 
Somehow that's not all the mayoral news because there's also been a crazy year for former New York mayor and man failing his final exam at winking school, Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Since leaving office, uh, former mayor de Blasio has gone full divorce dad Riz King. He and his wife separated. He's been spotted having public makeout sessions with mystery women in hotel bars. He's even dyed his hair from white to brown. That's cool, because nothing's ever gone wrong with an ex-mayor of New York dyeing his hair. <laughs> drill, baby, drill. <laughs> Recently, de Blasio was spotted out and about holding hands with his new lady friend. Side note, what's going on with that purple suit, Bill? Was the Joker having a yard sale? <laughs> but it turns out de Blasio may have bachelored too close to the sun because it's been reported that Bill de Blasio's new fling is still married. Yeah, that sounds bad, but it gets worse because the full headline reads, Bill de Blasio's new fling still married, her husband said. <laughs> Here's what went down. The intrepid reporters over at the New York Post wanted to learn more about this, this mystery woman he was seeing, so they called up the man they thought was her ex-husband who told the Post that actually, they're still married. And he didn't know anything about de Blasio dating his wife. What are you thinking, Bill, going out with a married woman? You're in New York City. You could be doing anything else, like opening a small business or experiencing one of our daily 9-11s. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Adam Driver. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Thank you, friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Late Show, already in progress. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest this evening is a two-time Academy Award nominee. You know best from Marriage Story, Black Klansman, and Star Wars. His new film is Ferrari. You were supposed to save him. You blame me for his death? Yes. Yes, because you promised me he wouldn't die. Everything. I did everything. Table showing what calories he could eat. What went in, what came out. I grafted the degrees of albuminuria, the degrees of azotemia. Diuresis. I know more about nephritis and dystrophy than cars. Yes, I blame you, I blame you. Because you let him die. The father deluded himself. The great engineer. I will restore my son to health. Swiss doctors, Italian doctors, bull****. I could not. I did not. Please welcome Adam Driver. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you again. Good to see you. Always lovely to talk to you. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this movie. I mean, just, I don't even know a damn thing about it, but I get excited by the word Ferrari. Yeah. And I know, I know so little about this man's story. And I'll, all I want to start off with is saying is that you make a great Enzo, you look fantastic uh, as Enzo Ferrari. Thank you You're very for, much. You just turned 40, right? Uh, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thank is you. This is Ferrari at 60, right there. This is you as Ferrari at 60. Yeah, yeah. Is it nice to know, like, to play a role where you get to be you, like, 20 years from now and go, God, I look fantastic at 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, just like get a window a silver, into the future. You're a silver yeah. fox here, you know? <laughs> Thanks. You're pulling a Steve Carell. You're just getting better the older you get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did you know about Ferrari before you Sa played this same, part? Same as you. I didn't know anything about it. I knew... Actually, oddly, I, I was first introduced to Ferrari the car from watching 
Michael's Miami Vice, Michael Mann, the director. Sure. Uh, the cars in that, uh, the Ferrari that Don Johnson drove. That was kind of, uh, my dad was a big Miami Vice. So you fan. noticed the Ferrari. I noticed the pink T-shirts and the espadrilles. Yeah, but... right, right, right. <laughs> the, uh, the blazer with the T-shirt. Yeah. And, and then I always knew of Ferraris as, you know, just drivable works of art. The, you know, beautiful. Yeah. But they're not in my price range, you know. But I didn't know anything about the man uh, uh, before the movie started. That no. was it. I didn't know anything about not, it. Not like that at all. Well, uh, the director, Michael Mann, as you were saying, he's got a, he's got a reputation for precision on set. Mm. Everything is, is just so. And I, I, I've, seen, I've seen some footage of the film. I've seen a lot of press photos of you. I understand that there are prosthetics involved, but I don't see any. You, you look like you, but with your hair gray and slicked back a little bit. What, what did they do to make you Ferrari? Well, I wear a skull cap and a wig. So this guy named Alexis Continente, who did, uh, I w worked with him on Last Stool and White Noise, he did the wig. And this guy, Scott D Wheeler, did the prosthetics. And so it's like, it's like kind of a net neck prosthetic. It's a skull cap. And apart from that, But you already have a, a neck. I'm just I curious have a neck, why, yeah. why did they have to apply a new neck? Because you have a... Because it, it changes the shape of your face. We, oh, wow. we, we did probably two or three weeks of prosthetics, even after we shot the first week, Michael wanted to make an adjustment. His, his kind of theory is sometimes prosthetics become so advanced and they're so well done, and you look at it and you acknowledge that's impressive, but it kind of divorces you from the actor playing it, and he mm. wanted to connect with him right away, so he wanted the prosthetics to be really subtle. What does it do to you as a performer when you then see yourself? I mean, some, some performers actually use mask work as a, as a way of sort of of, of, of pushing themselves into a character almost instantly by perceiving themselves in the new look. What does the prosthetics do to you as an actor when you see yourself changed? Uh, everything. You, you kind of are imagining how light is hitting your face. You, you're aware of what the frame is, so you're aware of what shape you're making in the frame. Uh, usually I like to start kind of knowing everything about their internal life, which Michael is really obsessed with, his internal life. And then, then when you put on clothes or shoes, you know, you're any, any, I mean, anybody changes up what they typically wear. Your body naturally changes. You only have, like, two hours to tell the, the history of someone's life from, from birth. And so, obviously, if someone's uh, insecure or they're older, they have a bad back, they carry themselves in a different way. And, and even though it's not uh, written specifically in the script, even if it's suggested, you kind of want to try to physically embody that. So... Uh, when it comes to prosthetics or wearing a, a fat suit or wearing these nice suits, everything is, is storytelling, and, and Michael is very tuned in to why... why we, actually, he famously is obsessed with ties. He, he'll, he'll stop everything and, and pause. Yeah, ties. I have a, yeah, ties. Yeah. I, I have, like, great pictures of him. I sneak, took a picture of him picking ties, and there's five people around it, and he'll, he'll spend two hours on ties. And I remember... Somebody asked him, why are you so obsessed with ties? He's like, well, if they're looking at the tie, they're not looking at the actor's face. And he, he, he is, it has to say something about the person, but again, it's just, it's just a detail to help character. Everything has to support character. We have to take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Adam Driver, everybody. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. 
we're back here with the star of Ferrari, Adam Driver. No, one, one of the characters I imagine of the film is, is Modena itself, oh, Italy yeah. itself, yeah. where Ferrari is yeah, from. Yeah. The factory's still there, and his son Piero is still there yeah, yeah. With, with, with Ferrari. What was that? What was it like to shoot where all this happened? Uh, uh, kind of, um, I wouldn't say haunting, but that's not the right. It, it was all uh, helpful information. You, there's not one of those movies where we could shoot Brussels, you know, for Modena. You know, you ha it had to be in the place. Not, not only was it a part of Enzo's life, like he, he the barbershop that's in the movie is the barbershop that he got his hair cut at. The, the guy who's cutting my hair is the grandson of the guy who cut uh, Enzo's hair, where there's a, a couple crash in the, uh, that, that is the, the place where it happened. And you can see the person, you, you understand why he was f famously uh, kind of a hypochondriac and didn't like to travel. And so he wanted people to come to him. So he would had this routine of going from his, uh, you know, his apartment, you know, to the barbershop, to the factory, back to Lena's house, back to the, it, it was all within, you know, a, a few miles of each other. When you're there, you, you're like, oh, it, it couldn't have been made any other place. The, the light in Modena is different than the light in LA. The red of a Ferrari in Modena is different than the light of, of Southern California. And having people come to him and uh, was a massive uh, uh, character in the movie. And the town itself. It was just one of those handmade movies where someone who was on catering one moment was in the movie the next minute. You know, everyone kind of I got to imagine in Moda Italy, the catering's pretty good. <laughs> it's good, great. Yeah, the best yes. catering in the world. Best reason to take the job. Yeah, yeah. Right only there. reason to, or not only reason, but the main reason why I do. <laughs> Films. If if it's in Italy, I mean, let's go. You know, yeah. Sure. The catering. Need someone to carry your bag next time. Call me. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, let's talk about Ferraris themselves, because you know, the, it, especially you know, like when I was a little boy, you know, I was very into cars. Like, there's yeah. nothing more sort of exciting or sexy or romantic than a Ferrari car. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do you think? Why do you think this man, this place, these people built something so beautiful and such a you know moving mechanical work of art? As, as beautiful as they are, they, this, they were all about economy. In, in the film, or, or to, to his mind, he, he kind of says that, you know, when, when it's, uh, usually it's more beautiful to look at when it, when it works the best, you know? And, and you would always ask him what his favorite car was, and he'd always say, the next one. You know, he was constantly after innovation. Aerodynamics was something that was just uh, becoming something that they were considering. Mid-engine vehicles was something that he was resistant. He was still of the philosophy that the ox pulled the cart. Mm -hmm. uh, did you spend any time in Ferraris doing this movie? I did. We raced Ferraris, contemporary Ferraris, because those are pretty much the only ones I could fit in, in, uh, <laughs> in Modena. And yeah. then we raced some Rebels, some open-wheel single-seaters in California. And then... What, what, what are those? The little, little windscreen in front? Yeah, they, they have no cover on the wheel. They, they basically are almost like a, a glorified motorcycle engine. They're, they're, they're in, incredibly fast. Do you like driving fast? Or do you, I are, do. Do you have I a lead do. foot? Uh, I used to, not anymore. No, I have kids. You used to, I mean, is there, is there documentation of your lead foot? There, have you gotten in trouble? Traffic tickets. Uh, yeah, How many traffic tickets are we talking, Adam? When I first got Keep my... in mind, children are watching. Right <laughs> None. No, no. When I first got my license, I got, I got like four tickets in two months. Four speeding tickets. My, my wow. insurance was something like at the time, it was like $300 a month. I basically had to work so I could drive. Adam, thank yeah, you so yeah, much yeah, for being yeah. here. Ferrari is in theaters Christmas Day. Adam Driver, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives.
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.